Hey, how's it going everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I am sorry this episode has been delayed. We are very sorry. Uh, but what you're going to hear is an episode that was pre-recorded and uh, a few weeks behind, but please, please bear with us. We are grateful for, for you all listening to this uh, show. Ambrosia's amazing. She's done such an amazing job and we are so proud of her over at the Geek Collective and uh, we enjoy her being a part of the team and we are glad that you guys are listening to this episode but we are sorry that it was delayed but we are excited for you guys to listen to it so stay tuned and check it out it's a really awesome awesome episode hello my dudes welcome back to the comic book history lessons where we talk about the history of some of your favorite heroes stories and everything in between hello friends it is me ambrosia i hope you're doing well holy moly it is hot out um let's see any life updates for me um i'm officially on summer vacation Uh, i have to take summer class for teaching but that is all done too uh i have my best friend's wedding coming up um but yeah that's nothing too exciting on my end how about you oh that's right you're not here it's fine it's fine all right um yeah so let's talk about some comics that i've read this week um starting with marvel there was uh heroes reborn issue number six uh i think i said it in the last episode how surprised i was on how much i have enjoyed this series uh i was nervous because this is another big marvel event um right after the king and black so i was scared it was gonna be meh but it was actually really good i've enjoyed it um heroes reborn this week focused on power princess and thor um and then i also read heroes reborn night gwen which i was really excited but also nervous about um i love gwen stacy so i was nervous that they it was gonna flop however i feel like they mixed like they missed the mark because the whole purpose of heroes reborn uh was to or is to it's like a satire or like a parody of the justice league oh well i guess I don't know. Um, I in this series, Gwen Stacy is I don't remember if she's a psychiatrist or a therapist, but she works in oh no, I'm gonna forget oh Ravencroft, which is like Gotham's um what's it called? Oh, Arkham Asylum. Um, which I mean, if it's gonna be a parody from like DC, then I think they should have made Gwen Stacy like a Harley Quinn because Harley Quinn was also right in that realm. So I think that would have been a really funny parody satire. Um, but either way, still enjoyed it. It was still pretty good. Um, we saw Misty Knight in there, which I'm all down for some Misty Knight. Uh, and then we had Web of Spider-Man. Not like the Web of Spider-Man that what we've seen um, previously, but this was W-E-B of Spider-Man, which was, what is it? Worldwide Engineering Brigade? I think I could be wrong. I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but they did this as like a tie in to Avengers campus opening up at, uh, California adventures, which I thought was really good. Um, like that was a great idea marketing wise. Um, especially because I think they have a building that is similar, that is named W E B, um, which stands for the same acronyms, acronyms as the comic book. Um, so that was cool to see. 
Um, maybe more people that will get people to like, yes, I'm going to read some more comic books. Uh, but that one is definitely like a comic for all ages. We had Squirrel Girl in there. Um, everything else I'm blanking on. Uh, but it was, it was a good one. So if you currently have gone to Avengers Campus or are interested in it, make sure you pick up, um, Web of Spider-Man. Uh, in terms of DC, last week, uh, which was June 8th, uh, DC came out with their DC Pride, um, which is a one-shot, but this was a mega-packed issue. I think it has over 80 pages, um, and there are 9 to 10 different stories. I don't remember how many exactly, um, but there's quite a few. Uh, and what I love about um, when they do these one-shots and these um, mega-issues is that... All of the creators um, are part of whoever they're representing. So, for instance, for this one, all of the creators um, are part of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, which I really enjoyed because it would be silly. No, I don't know if silly is the right word, but it wouldn't be very. Uh, I don't even know if fair is the right word. I don't know. Um, if you are going to highlight a group of people, then. It definitely needs to be done by that group of people. So, for instance, like when Marvel did their Marvel Voices, I think it was Indigenous Voices, all of the creators were um, Native American um, and identified as Indigenous. I didn't just, just, I did. Oh no, my speech therapy problems are coming up. <laughs> Guys, I told you in like episode one, I have speech problems. Bear with me. And you're definitely going to see it in this episode because there are a lot of names. And no matter how much I practice and no matter how much like I YouTube how to pronounce them correctly, I still butcher it. So, and then, um, one of my followers said after watching or listening to one of my episodes that I need to have shirts that say like, don't come at me because I do guys, I don't purposely mean to say names wrong. So please don't come at me. Okay. Thanks. Um, okay. So check out, uh, DC's pride, um, issue that came out. And then, uh, I also really liked the Joker issue number four that came out. Um, it's a great James Gordon story. And it's been really good. I love the artwork and the art cover, or the cover art. Um, I've just been enjoying that series a lot. Uh, let's talk about some independent books. Bunny Mask issue number one. Okay, I have to admit, I haven't read it yet. I'm going to read it today, but I'll give you like what the little synopsis is. Um, sealed in a cave before the dawn of man, released by a crazed madman, Bunny Mask walks our world once more. But for what dark purpose? Does she use her unnatural powers? And what's her connection to B. Foster, a young girl murdered by her father 14 years ago? In order to save his life and his sanity, one man will have to discover the truth of what waits behind the mask. Dun, dun, dun. Guys, check out the cover art. It looks really good. Um, I am I'm super stoked to read it and I just had I just heard great reviews about it um and then uh Black Cotton issue number three came out which if you don't remember I think I talked about it um it's like the role reversal comic so um it's done by Scout Comics oh sorry Bunny Mask is also done by Aftershock Comics um but Black Cotton is published by Scout Comics um and that is uh in like an alternate reality um where roles are reversed and how uh, white people are the minority. Um, again, I haven't read it yet, but I'm really excited to. I, I promise that I, I read more comics than this weekly. Uh, but I just want to highlight like some of the ones I was super pumped about because I don't want to keep you here all day because this would no longer be a comic book history 
month, I mean, comic book history podcast, it would turn into a just comic book podcast. However, you can find out my weekly pools on Weekly Warriors every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with me and Joey Galvez. Cool beans. All right, my dudes. Let's dive into today's history lesson. We are still in the year 1940. Not much time traveling going on. And the comic book boom. Oh my gosh. Try saying that three times fast. The comic book boom is still a booming. Okay, let's see. The comic book boom is still booming. Okay, that's not that bad. Uh, last week, we talked about the comet. And this week, we're going to talk about someone who is faster than the comet. One could even say that he is faster than a flash of lightning. If you think that he, we are going to be talking about the flash, then ding, 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 gold star sticker for you. Because you are correct. So let's go. Uh, and even though we're talking about the Flash, who is super, super fast, we're still in the 1940s, which is going really, really slow. So patience, my friend. Patience. I am not the Flash. I mean, I truthfully, I would love to be, but it's fine. Okay. So before we get into everything, let's talk about speed force because you are going to hear that term often uh the speed force is an energy field that grants all speedsters their power several speedsters speedsters have merged with it including barry allen johnny quick and max marguerite Ebard Thon stated that it is core. The speed force is equivalent to time itself, describing it as an existence moving through reality, kinetic energy, and temporal, temporal energy. The speed force is a cosmic force based around velocity and movement in one of the seven forces of the universe. It is the representation of reality motion being a very cosmic force that pushes space and time forward. In this episode, you are also going to hear a lot of the term speedsters, which I guess I should have done that first, but it's fine. Speedsters are a team of metahumans who were founded and created by the speed force, whose power is primarily superhuman speed. The team is composed of both heroes and villains over time. Okay, so not only is this going to be a comic book history lesson, but... It's also going to be a science class. So let's get our thinking caps on. Um, cause this is a lot of science for me. Okay. So the Flash made his first appearance in 1940 in the anthology series called Flash Comics issue number one. It was published through all comic Sorry, All American Comics, which is one of the three comic book companies that, uh, combined to create DC Comics, a.k.a. Detective Comics. The Flash was created by writer Gardner Fox and artist Harry Lambert. Uh, Gardner Fox is known as the co-creator of DC Comics for characters like Barbara Gordon, sorry, Barbara Gordon, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, and Zatanna, and the original Sandman, and was the writer who first teamed several of those and other heroes as the Justice Society of America. Fox introduced the concept of the multiverse to DC Comics in the 1961 story, 
flash of two worlds. Harry Lambert actually only drew for five flash stories because he enjoyed drawing more humorous work. Uh, so thank you to Gardner Fox and Harry Lambert, uh, Lampert for creating the fantastic character that we have that's known as the Flash. Okay, back to the Flash. He was soon featured in All-Star Comics as part of the Justice Society of America in 1941. Uh, and then he got his own solo comic book series called All Flash. Let's dive into the origin of The Flash. So, Jason Peter Garrick, a.k.a. Jay Garrick, a.k.a. The Flash, is a college student who accidentally inhales hard water vapors after taking a smoke break in his laboratory where he had been working. However, in later stories, they would change this to heavy water vapors because smoking is a no-no. As a result, he finds that he can run at superhuman speed and has similarly fast reflexes. After a brief career as a college football star, he gets a red shirt with a lightning bolt and a stylized metal helmet with some wings, of course. Uh, he then begins to fight crime as the Flash. Some of his powers include immense superhuman speed, agility, reflexes, stamina, uh, frictionless aura, intangibility via molecular... Oh no, here it comes. Molecular... Oh, guys, do you remember I have... I told you after like episode one that I have some speech problems. You're going to see them. But the thing is, is that I want to highlight that we all make mistakes and that we all have little, little bumps in the road. And like anything, we could get over it. Not get over it, but we could, you know, bridge the gap. Uh, and so I just spent like 10 minutes on Google having it tell. Okay. So let's just say, okay. Molecular. No, molecular. <laughs> Molecular. I did it. I did it. So he has intangibility via molecular vibration. Oh, I did it. Okay. Uh, accelerated healing process and speed theft. Uh, the helmet that he wears actually belonged to his father, Joseph, who fought during World War One, And he sometimes uses the helmet as a weapon or a type of shield. In the early stories, it seems to be widely known that Jay is the Flash. Later stories, uh, he would show up as having his identity like a secret. So he'd be like, no, I'm not the Flash. I'm just Jay. And then he is able to maintain it without the use of a mask by constantly vibrating his features, making him hard to recognize or like, so he's, he's literally like, just like a blur, like, um, things, vibrations. Uh, and then Jay ultimately made his identity as a flash public to the world. Jay became a close friend of, or sorry, not to the Green Lantern of his time. Alan Scott, whom he met through the Justice Society of America. The Flash was also a founding member of the Justice Society of America and served as its first chairman. Way to go, Jay Garrick. So after World War II, uh, superheroes declined in popularity. No! Causing many of the Flash comic series to be canceled. All Flash 
Uh, so All Flash, that was the solo series that The Flash had, was canceled in 1948 after issues, after 32 issues. So, like, it had a pretty good, had, had 32 issues, that's not bad. Um, Flash Comics was canceled in 1949 after 104 issues. They're doing good. Um, All Star, All Star Comics was canceled in 1951 after 57 issues, marking Jay Garrick's last golden age appearance. Garrick would not appear again for another 10 years. And he never got another solo series. I'm so sorry, Jay Garrick, but you are a wonderful human. So thank you. All right. So in 1956, DC Comics reinvented the Flash character, giving him a brand new name, brand new costume, and a brand new com- uh, costume. Did I say costume? I don't know. So they give him a new costume, name, and background. They were like, Jay Garrick, who? I don't know. All right. The Flash is new named is Barry Allen. And he is completely unrelated to Jay Garrick. In fact, Jay had never existed as far as the new books were concerned. Talk about being the middle child. I'm so sorry, Jay. I completely feel you as being middle child. I know what it's like to have your birthday erased. Just kidding. Kind of. If my mom's listening, I'm just kidding. If she's not listening, I, I get it, dude. I get it. All right. <laughs> um, Barry Allen's first appearance shows him reading a copy of the Flash comics. Uh, and it was laminating that Jay Garrick was just a character some writer dreamed up, which is true. Uh, but it's just crazy that someone can just rewrite history and origins, which is bittersweet. I mean, if there are so many... Um, Characters, I think, that could have better origin stories uh, or characters, but for them just to kind of, like, erase them and just start over, uh, I mean, it's it's bittersweet. It could be good and it could be bad, but we'll get into that later. So, let's talk about this new Flash, the the younger child, the new the new baby of the family who, who erased Jay Garrick, and that is Sir Barry Allen. I just like that name. It's, it just, it reminds me of, I don't know. I just like it. It's nice. It's wholesome. So Barry Allen was created by writer, oh, remember I told you I was going to butcher some names? (laughs) Here they come. Uh, Barry Allen was created by writer Robert Kniger, 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 Bringoth Kniger, Robert Kniger. An artist, oh, Carmine Infanto. No, Infantino. <laughs> there we go. Carmine Infantino. Uh, Barry Allen is a police scientist. However, his job title was changed to a forensic scientist in The Flash. Iron Heights one shot with a reputation for being very slow and deliberate and often late, which frustrated his fiance, Iris West, which I always find interesting because typically it's like the opposite with women and men. Um, the stereotype, I guess, is that women take forever. We are very slow and often late. So it's funny to see that in a role reversal, I guess, or opposite. All right. So one night as he is preparing to leave work, a lightning bolt shatters a case of chemicals and spills all over Mr. Allen. As a result, Barry finds that he can run extremely fast and has matching reflexes. I want to know, like, what made him, like, hmm, I just had these chemicals spill on me and I got struck by lightning. No, 
lightning struck the chemicals. I should probably should go for a run to see what happens. Just kidding. Um, but I, I would probably do that. I, I definitely would actually. I mean, after I got the COVID shot, I, I went for a run and I tried everything to see if I had any superpowers. Um, some bruises and bumps later. I do not have any cool superpowers, but maybe one day. Um, so Alan, uh, wears a set of red tights with a lightning bolt on it and calls himself the Flash, which is an odd name, uh, an Oddly enough that he named himself that uh, after his childhood comic book hero, Jay Garrick. So at least that was like a nice little nod to Jay that he did because he was like, oh, Jay was Jay Garrick was the Flash. I'm going to be the Flash. So I liked that. Uh, Barry now becomes Central City's resident costume crime fighter. His specific powers are immense superhuman speed, stamina, reflexes, agility, endurance and strength. Uh, intangibility and invisibility via, oh no, here, here's that word again. Molecular, oh, I did so good. Uh, via molecular vibration in high velocity. Uh, time travel and dimension travel by running faster than the speed of light. Electricity and lightning manipulation, uh, accelerated healing, uh, enhanced perceptions and senses, and time uh, manipulation and sonic shock wave projection. Ooh, he has some cool stuff going on. Central City uh, University professor Ira West, who is Iris's adoptive father, uh, designed Alan's costume uh, and the ring, which stores it while Alan is in his civilian identity. The ring can eject the compressed clothing when Alan needs it and suck it back in at the aid of a special gas that shrinks the suit. I I would just want that in general. Like, I don't... Just to change out of my pajamas. I think that would be so cool. Um, First world problems, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It would just be really cool to have. Like, guys, look what I could do. Okay. Uh, okay. In addition, Alan invented the cosmic treadmill, a device that allowed for precise time travel and used it in many stories. Alan was so well liked that nearly all speedsters uh, that came after him are constantly compared to him. Batman once said, Barry is the kind of man that I would have hoped to become if my parents hadn't been murdered. And that says a lot coming from Batman. I think that's like such a kind compliment. So thanks, Batman. After his death, yes, he died, uh, in Crisis on Infinite Earth, according to Secret Origins Annual Issue number 2 in 1988, Barry Allen turns into a lightning bolt and goes back in time, becoming the lightning bolt that hits his lab, splashing his past self with chemicals and transforming him into the Flash. Talk about like Inception right there. Or I feel like that's like the Harry Potter and, uh, you know, with the time. Oh, shoot. What was the time traveler? Uh, the, the necklace. Um, and how it was uh, Harry and Hermione who threw the rock. And so Harry threw the rock at himself. Um, so, yeah. So Barry turned into the lightning bolt that uh, struck the chemicals. So, bull circle so interesting in the flash rebirth uh which was a miniseries it was revealed that flash's mother was murdered when he was a child and his father was arrested for a crime um 
And Flash describes this as the only one open case I left behind. Because he never was able to to figure it out. So, poor Barry Allen. Man, so many of these heroes have, like, such rough origin stories and so much sadness. Like, I'll be your mom. Come to me. Oh, poor thing. That was a little worry. So, yeah. So, we have Barry Allen. And then let's talk about another Flash. Um, so, moving on to Mr. Wally Wally West. Uh, do you remember, like, that... Ooh, Oh shoot, was Will Smith? He's like, well, well, West. When I the we're, we're gonna call it Wally Wally West. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Uh, okay, so Wally West was introduced in the Flash uh, issue 110 in 1959 and was created by John Broom, uh, writer John Broom, and artist Carmine Infantino. Uh, this character is the nephew of the existing Flash character's girlfriend and later wife, Iris Rust. Uh, sorry, I said Rust. West. Iris West. Oh, so they're keeping in the family. So cute. So cute. During a visit to the Central City Police and Laboratory where Barry Allen worked, the freak accident that gave Allen his powers repeated itself, bathing Wally in the electrical charged chemicals like... What? How could that happen twice? Dun dun dun. Now possessing the same powers of the Flash, Wally wears a smaller size copy of Barry Allen's Flash outfit and becomes the young crime fighter Kid Flash. Not Kid Rock, Kid Flash. This costume was later altered in The Flash Volume 1 in 19, uh, sorry, issue 135 in 1963. Two, one that would make him more visually distinctive. So, you know, we have to have some separation. We can't have Big Flash, Little Flash. Uh, the original red was replaced with the costume that was primarily yellow with red leggings, gloves, and earpieces. Uh, in addition to his appearance within the Flash title, the character was used as a member of the newly created Teen Titans. Sometime later, Wally contracted a mysterious disease. No! Uh, and the more he used his speed powers, the faster his body would die. Oh, that hurts me. You me so sad. Uh, Wally... Then retired from his hero role. Poor Wally. Such a sweet man, Mr. Wally West. Um, so let's talk about another Flash. Uh, and his name is Bartholomew Allen. A.K.A. Bart Allen. Oh, I just love that name. Bartholomew. Actually, I, I don't, I think that would be a good cat name. I don't think I would ever own a cat, but if I ever did, I think I may name him Bartholomew. I call him Mew. I don't know. I just like it. Okay. So, uh, he first appeared under the name Impulse and later became the second Kid Flash and the fourth, uh, fourth Flash. His character was created by Mark Wade and Mike. Oh no, another name I'm going to butcher. I'm so sorry. Um, Weiringo. Yep, we're going to go with that. Uh, Bart first made a cameo in The Flash, uh, issue number 91 in 1994, before his full debut in issue 94. 
Bart Allen was born to Don Allen, the son of Barry Allen, the second Flash, and his wife, Maloney. Uh, I also love that name. The daughter of President Thrawn of Earth and descendant of the evil Professor Zoom in Cobalt Blue in the late 30th century. Oh my goodness. So many connections here. Bart was born with his grandfather's speed. Uh, he had incredibly high metabolism. I wish I had that. Mm, just kidding. Kind of sort of. No, I definitely, I wish I had a higher metabolism. Like just eat a whole pizza and lose weight. That would be grand. However, one thing I wish uh, I didn't wish was that on top of his high metabolism, Bart also aged at hyper speed. So when he was two years old, he physically looked like he was 12. Uh, so he was almost like Jack. Did you ever watch that movie with Robin Williams and J-Lo? Loved it. Except for he was super quick. And, you know, at the age of 12, he was actually only two. So the Thon family uh, had hated the Allen family for hundreds of years because obvious reasons. Uh, President Thon and the Demont... Uh, Dominators killed Don and his twin sister, Don. So, male Don is D-O-N. Sister Don is D-A-W-N. And they're twins. Can you imagine that? Having twins, having the same name spelled differently? Would you have like Don 1, Don 2? Okay, I'm done. Uh, the uh, denominators, dominators, sorry. I also teach math, so I'm, obviously it's the denominators. Just kidding. But the Dominators kidnapped Bart, who was later captured by EarthGov for observation. The scientists of EarthGov raised him in a virtual reality environment that he aged as swiftly mentally as he did physically. Bart was going to die of old age and EarthGov was not doing anything to fix this problem. Shame on you. His grandmother, Iris, took him away and brought him back to the 20th century. Uh, thank goodness for grandmas. Like, for real, Iris, you are the real MVP. So that her nephew, Wally West, the third Flash, could show him how to control his speed. And then he, adopt he adopted the uh, identity impulse. So, thank you, Grandma Iris. Uh, after Wally helped him solve his problem and Bart helped him defeat Cobra, uh, Bart moved to Alabama with Max Mercury. Wally had used his connections to supply Bart with a birth certificate, etc., etc. So he's, you know, uh, a member of society. Uh, Bart began his ninth grade uh, and Max continued to train him in the art of super speed, having him run obstacle courses while dodging axes and knives, solving jigsaw puzzles in me in midair. Uh, how cool would that be? Like, oh, sorry, I didn't get to finish my homework because I was too busy uh, dodging axes in the air. I... That just that just sounds really sweet. Uh, during his time, he became one of the founding members of the Young Justice. Following Max's disappearance, he was taken in by Jay Garrick. Did I just say Jay Garrick? Like the original Flash? Yes, yes, that is correct. The first Flash. And his wife, Joan. Oh, I just adore how it comes back full circle. Like, even though Jay Garrick isn't like the Flash currently, they still use him in the stories. And that just makes my heart explode. Because Jay Garrick, Garrick, you are not forgotten, my friend. 
Um, <clears throat> so speaking of full circle and talking about Jay, in 1985, DC Comics merged. Ooh, I don't like to say DC Comics, sorry. DC Books, because Detective Comics, comics, I don't know. I'll just say DC. DC merged all of its fictional characters into a single shared universe. Jay Garrick now shared the same world as the new Flash. And DC wrote the character out of continuing, continuity, continuity, yep. And in the one shot last days of the Justice Society, but brought the character back in the 90s due to fan interest. Good job, fans. Way to go. Unlike characters such as Batman or Superman, DC decided not to update Jay as a young Carol, but portrayed him as a veteran of World War II with a magically prolonged lifespan. Which, um, I'm sorry, if you fight in a war, you deserve a prolonged lifespan because you are a hero my friends uh jay garrick became a regular character in the justice society of america so remember how good the justice society of america series was well it got another volume and in volume two issue one we are introduced to the character of jesse chambers who was created by Angelo Javier. Uh, Jesse Chambers was born in Queens, New York, to the Golden Age superheroes Johnny Quick and Liberty Bell. Her father taught Jesse the formula that let him draw energy from the Speed Force, hoping that she would one day become a superhero. And this would be me as a parent, like... Oh, I hope my child becomes a hero, superhero, like let them become a superhero. But also it kind of reminds me of like those dance moms who live vicariously through their child who's like, I never got to be a superstar when I was younger. So you're going to be a superstar and then, you know, make them do all those like 10 billion dance classes and eat pageant. Oh, pageant moms too. That's a good one. Um, But... Jessie just didn't find that that was something that she wanted to do. So she actually devoted her life to studying superheroes of the past. So she was like, I don't want to be a superhero, but I would love to study about them. Which, I'm all for a girl. You do you. But while Jessie was studying at Gotham University, um, the first superhero team of which her parents had been colleagues of the Justice Society of America re-emerged following a long absence. So naturally, her thesis topic became the impact of superheroes on society. Duh. And she began to follow the returned heroes um, and going over all of their ventures. Uh, when her father asked her to deliver some documents to the society, that encounter would result in her aiding the team as Jesse Quick, finally living up to her father's dream of her being a costume crime fighter. Although Jesse Chambers first appeared in Justice Society of America, Volume 2, Issue 1, she did not appear in her costume Jesse Quick identity until Justice Society of America, Volume 2, Issue 8. Um, some of her powers include superhuman strength, just like her mama dearest, speed force connection, speed agility, amazing reflexes, uh, accelerated healing, and flight because she can use her super speed to fly. You go, Glenn Coco. 
Um, so way to go, Jess Quick, aka Jess Chambers. Okay, I have Uno Mas. I promise. I promise. And I'm done. Um, next we have Avery Ho. Avery Ho was created by Joshua Williamson and Carmine. Oh my goodness gracious! Okay. There is a huge name that I'm going to butcher, and I'm so sorry. Uh, Carmine Di Geron Domenico. Okay, that's what we're going to go with. That is their name. I'm so sorry. Please don't, please don't come at me. I'm really sorry. She made her first appearance in Flash issue number three, Lightning Strikes Twice Part Three, Speed City. During the Speed Force storm of Central City, Avery Ho was, uh, who is a Chinese American girl, was struck by lightning and was given access to the Speed Force. And eventually she ended up joining the Justice League of China. You go, Avery. You go. Okay. Uh, so no one has asked for this, but let's talk about some book recommendations. Uh, just Keep in mind that these are my opinions. And so everyone has their own different opinion on what is the best, uh, the best storyline and story arcs and who is the best flash. Uh, so just these are just my opinions based off of the books that I read and, um, what I've enjoyed about them. So I'm sure that everyone has their own opinion on what they think is the best book recommendation or where people should begin reading, um, and whatnot. But I'm just going to share with you some of the book recommendations that I have given people and what I have enjoyed. Um, and that is what we all have different styles uh, and taste and things that we like. And that's the beauty of this world is that it's okay to have different, different styles and different opinions. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've just realized that sometimes I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but it could be someone else's cup of tea. And so that's why I just really just preach to be kind to books and um, to people. And yeah. All right. Uh, so if you want some good Jay Garrick reads, check out uh, Jeff Jones, Justice Society of America, where he serves as one of the mentors and old pros. Uh, he's also a supporting character in Wally's West uh, Flash Run, written by Mark Wade. Also, check out uh, A Day in the Life of the Flash by Grant Morrison and Mark Millerin, uh, and that focuses entirely on Jay. Uh, if you want a good Barry Allen story, check out Flashpoint, uh, The Button, Lightning Strikes Twice, Born to Run, uh, Terminal Velocity, A Flash of Lightning. Uh, for some Wally West content, check out The Flash, uh, Rogue War, The Return of Bear, uh, The Return of Barry Allen. Um, in general, just ha just check out uh, the Justice Society of America and also the Justice League of China. Because to be honest with you, uh, that doesn't get enough love that it should. And I, I hate saying this. I even forget that it exists sometimes. So um, it's always a fun read, though. It's definitely interesting. Like, who doesn't love a fat Batman? I do. Uh, so check those out. But if you are interested in more Flash content, and if you are on TikTok or on Instagram, check out Mr. E at Speed Force Life. All one word. He is a true gem of a human, and all of his content is focused on the Flash. Like, I think he may know more about all of the Flashes combined than they know about themselves. Um, literally, he has some of the best content out there. Um, 
So follow him on Instagram or on TikTok because it is wonderful. Um, well, my dudes, I think that covers uh, the most of like the basis of the flashes in D- in the DC realm. Uh, but there is so much information about each of them uh, that this could easily have been a two-hour show. Uh, but maybe for for another day, maybe for like a rainy day. It's too hot. Go go out and go enjoy some like sunshine and eat some popsicles and go swimming. Uh, let's also, you guys know how I like to leave on my quotes. So let's leave out on our quote by the wonderful Barry Allen. Life is locomotion. If you're not moving, you're not living. We all have hopes and dreams and we want to accomplish, but we will never accomplish them if we don't do anything about it. Uh, It is so much easier just to become complacent, but my dudes, life is way too short to just settle. Um, So go take those risks and do the things that make you happy. What is the worst thing that is going to happen? Well, actually there could be some things that could happen, but, but the thing is, is that you, definitely should reach for those goals um and try because if you don't then no one will so yeah okay um you could find me on twitter and instagram at ambrosia underscore linda and i am on tiktok at comics underscore and underscore com- uh, cupcakes are so comics and cupcakes uh, i am also on a live show called wednesday warriors with my friend joey galvez and we talk about uh, new weekly comics and nerdy news you can find us on youtube on wednesday nights at 7 p.m mountain standard time and just a friendly reminder that my dudes you are loved you are valued and you are worthy all right ambrosia out hope you have a wonderful week Okay, bye-bye.